everyone, welcome to All Chatty Podcast focused on important topics such as entertainment, lifestyle, trends, the media, awareness, and many other topics. I'm Jocelyn, a podcaster for All Chat, and if you want to check out more of our podcasts, please go to All Chat on Spotify, Anchor, and other websites to check out more of our podcasters and episodes. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. For this month, we were tasked with the topic of entertainment, such as film, music, um, what else is there? Film, music, movies, I already said film, but just entertainment overall. And I wanted to talk about K-pop as my chosen topic because... I just know a lot about K-pop. I'm an avid listener, watcher, um, consumer of K-pop, so I thought it would be a great topic to share for entertainment. And I know we hear a lot about K-pop. We hear about, like, the charts, and we hear about the music videos and the crazy hairstyles and also just its cultural impact, but I think that we really don't know what it takes to become a K-pop idol as well as other things that go behind the scenes. I also wanted to talk about the cultural impact K-pop has. So yeah, Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So first I wanted to talk about what it takes to become a K-pop idol. In Korea, they have these Korean entertainment companies that specialize in singing, dancing, acting, modeling, just many things and we have, we call them the big three but they're the three main Korean companies I would say. Um, I don't know if I can say their name but it's JYP, SM Entertainment, and YG Entertainment and there's other Korean entertainment companies as well such as Big Hit Entertainment, Fantasio, Cube Entertainment, FNC Entertainment, and just many other Korean entertainment companies. And the only difference I would say between them all is just money and how long they've been there. That's like the only difference. So most of the time you kind of choose what company you want to go to. But basically these Korean entertainment companies will hold auditions to get into the company. And normally you will prepare a video of you either singing, dancing, um, just whatever your chosen activity is. And you can either do it in person, so they'll hold auditions sometimes in your country and city, or you can submit a video to them online if their audition is not accessible in your area. And let's say you pass the audition and now you are at your contract this is called your training contract and it's an agreement between you and the company that you are going under um and basically it's an agreement for you to train there so training is basically your your vocal lessons your dance lessons your rap lessons just using their facility as well as your room and board and your food Um, so practically your lifestyle is changing and most of the time if you are not from Korea, you will have to live in Korea to train at their facility slash the company. And these contracts can usually go for two plus years. So 
Norm normally you will train in the company for two or more years, but the end goal is to become a K-pop idol. So for however long you have to train, you the, that's the end goal that you want to have. Um, and training periods vary. Some K-pop idols have only trained for a few months while others have trained for a decade. So it really depends on you and the company. And your debut is never like final or you do your debut is never guaranteed. Sometimes people have dropping out of becoming a K-pop trainee because it is a lot of hard work and your debut is never a set date until a few months before your the actual debut. So you really never know. You're kind of just training. Um, so it really depends on you and how much you kind of want it, if that makes sense. And training, so like I said, vocal lessons, dance lessons, as well as rap lessons. Normally, you will specialize in one specific area though. So whether that's dance, you might dance more. If you sing, you might sing more. It really just depends on what you want to be good at and what you're trying to pursue more than the others. And at the end of the month, you normally have these things called monthly evaluations. And this is basically just for the company to see how you're doing. And if you're obviously not up to their standards, you might ask to be asked to leave the company if they don't see any progress in your training. Um, which is also kind of sad as well because you're not guaranteed a spot in to become you're not guaranteed a spot to become a K-pop idol if you're not doing well in the company. So you always have to kind of be progressing to the company's standards. And let's say you are chosen for the debut lineup. Um, these few months are very rigorous and very hard because you are preparing to become a k-pop idol and become a representative of your company so you have to look your best so they're very controlling of your weight and your diet as well and you instead of having monthly evaluations you have like weekly evaluations so you're comprising everything that you would have done in a month to a week each week before your debut because the company needs to See you and specialize more in you or yeah the company needs to see you more to see how you're going and what you're doing and they want you to progress very quickly because you are preparing to debut um so it's pretty much everything you've been training for to debut and normally for your debut the company will choose the concept and the music video the outfits um and just the, the genre of music um so yeah, pretty much the debut is like already planned by the company. You just kind of have to fulfill their needs. And then once you become a K-pop idol, you are given a new contract. And this is um, this is heavily more broken down than your training contract because this also talks about your income and your money. And sometimes when sometimes the company ha we have this thing called break even and basically the money that the company has invested into you so your room and board your training your vocal lessons everything like that that all costs money and the company may want you to pay that back after you debut and are earning income so they might have you pay back what you owe to the company uh 
so this cycle is actually pretty bad though and i would i would not recommend a company who has this just because if your group doesn't do well you're going to be in debt to the company for a while um but anyway so that's how you become a k-pop idol or the training you undergo to become a k-pop idol and then now i want to talk about the cultural impact of k-pop i feel like k-pop has become a big thing and has definitely become more mainstream in our music uh i also feel like k-pop just isn't music it's also like a fandom and oh excuse me <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely a bigger thing sorry <laughs> i just ate lunch anyway <laughs> okay anyway i definitely think it has become more mainstream we have seen people like bts hit number one on the billboard top 100 we have seen k-pop idols chart globally we have also seen performers like blackpink at coachella and luna and stray kids at kcon stray kids actually had one of the best songs in time magazine of 2020 so we have seen it definitely grow more and more and K-pop has actually been around for a while. It's been around for 30, 20 to 30, yeah, 20 to 30 years, I think. It started in the 1990s. It definitely has evolved, though, from the 1990s, obviously, and even from the early 2000s. I mean, we had things like Gangnam Style, and now we have even crazier, not, it definitely changes, and you can, see if you look at older groups like girls generation big bang uh shiny that k-pop has definitely evolved musically um and yeah it definitely has changed from the 1990s even early 2000s era and the reason why i think k-pop has gotten so big is we have a thing called soft power and hard power so soft power is an entity of the country that the country wants to promote more and have a global impact like let's say a latin american country like soccer soccer has evolved over the years to become a bigger thing and it's taken many years for soccer to be a big thing versus hard power hard power is like war or something they were able to take over another country or place very quickly almost like uh, I don't want to compare this to like the Nazis, but kind of like that. I'm sorry if any of you have any uh, like trigger warning to that. I don't want to bring that up or go in depth to that. But basically, that is an example of hard power. So K-pop definitely is an example of soft power. It's probably a perfect example of soft power. K-pop just didn't get big on its own it also had the help of the korean government as well the korean government would give money to these entertainment companies and that's why they were able to produce and train so many idols to be what they are today and also the money for their music and concepts and outfits uh have all it hasn't all been funded by the korean government but the korean government has definitely been a big help for k-pop and even some k-pop idols represent korea as like our representatives of korea and have not a not a government position but they definitely 
know the president and such. So, yeah, I think K-pop definitely has evolved and risen up to become what it is today. It just, it may seem like it happened overnight, but I think it has definitely been years and years of just money and other things and promoting K-pop to the world that K-pop is now what it is today. And if you want to know more about K-pop, I suggest watching YouTube videos and also if you want to know more about groups and how K-pop works, such as music shows, music wins, there are many albums, there the comebacks. I definitely recommend just going on YouTube, searching up what is K-pop and finding stuff there. I tried to explain everything as best as I could, but sometimes it's not translated how I want to convey my emotions because this is a podcast, so I kind of just have to keep on rambling. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope uh, you were able to understand the point that I'm trying to get at and learn something from this podcast. If you want to check out more podcasts, like I said, go to All Chat uh, and just check out more episodes from us and other podcasters in All Chat. And I hope you have a great day, a great morning, a great night, a great afternoon, a great evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. I hope you just took a time for yourself to listen to it. Um, and thank you so much for listening. It is really nice uh, to know people are listening to this podcast. Also a little nerve wracking. But anyway, thank you so much. And uh, I hope you stay tuned for our other episodes to come. We hope to do more in the future. And yeah, goodbye. Have a nice day.